Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network. iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey there, all you lovely listeners. Let's dive into this latest release that is going to suck the life out of you in the best way possible. So listen up, because the Womanizer Next 3D Pleasure Air Stimulator, available from Pink Cherry, takes pleasure to a whole new dimension. Literally. Imagine taking the speed and intensity of the original groundbreaking Pleasure Air technology combined with new climax control so you can control even the depth of the airwaves the 3d pleasure air technology offers a deeper richer sensation that might just transport you to another universe of pleasure the womanizer next 3d available from pink cherry is the only toy that allows you to take complete control of your orgasm journey with fully customizable speeds intensities and depths made from soft touch silicone a fully waterproof body and smart silence technology you can enjoy pleasure anywhere anytime so what are you waiting for ditch the doll and enjoy unparalleled pleasure from the womanizer next 3d available from pink cherry visit pinkcherry.com and save an extra 20 percent off with code next it's 902-1-O-M-G with jenny garth and tori spelling okay so today we are excited we get to talk to Thomas Wilson Brown, who appeared in one episode of 90210 in 1993. He played Joe Wardlow, a bad boy who meets Steve Sanders in detention. I think we all remember and appreciated him. So let's bring him in. 
Hello. Hi. Hey, Thomas. Hello. How are you? I, I just have to say to yeah, start with that I'm fangirling excited. out because mm-hmm. you were literally my first crush and honey, I shrunk the kids like, oh my God. Uh, great. You oh, were so good at that. You oh were God. so cute. I remember. Wait, but seeing- that was before 90210, yeah. right? Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. I was yes. like, oh. Did I you know then, and- Tori, that did you make the connection between Joe Wardlow and honey, I shrunk the kids? I don't. I can't remember, but I mean, we never worked together on the episode, so. Probably not because, yeah, we didn't really work together too often. I think we, you know, in and out, we saw each other and I met you good, but I think it was quick and uh, fast. So I don't think, uh, but uh, yeah, it was a couple of years prior. So. Yeah. You'd done other shows like Knott's Landing. And I mean, there's, you did a lot of great TV appearances back in the nineties. Did you know Brian before the show? Oh, yes. I, I knew from Brian. Not from, uh, well, I knew him. No, actually, I knew him from acting classes. I, we we, we oh. studied the same place for a long time. And um, so I knew him prior to him doing 90210, actually. And uh, so it was kind of neat. But I don't think I, I barely worked with him on the show either. I, I don't I don't even know if I saw him on the show. Yeah. You know, you you worked with Steve, Brandon, Dylan. Yeah. Um, and then you were in the peach pit with Andrea and Nat. Right. Trying to think. I don't think we worked together either. Oh, no. yep. No. You came in at the, nope. Uh, you came in I, at the end from your dates. Oh, you and with Brenda. the boys. Brenda mm-hmm. and, and Kelly come in at the end. I don't know if you, did you watch the episode? <laughs> Sorry. We watched it. We just watched it and appreciated yeah, that's, it. It's hard to remember. We, we watched the episodes back now and we don't even remember filming some of them we're like oh it's all it's like a brand new storyline which is fun you guys like the hottest item on the on the on the menu back in the day are you kidding back then <laughs> when i was working with you guys you guys were you guys were it so you know i, I was we were all kind of uh, a little shell shocked with working you, you guys oh I, my gosh are you saying i had a chance oh <laughs> <laughs> well I, I was i'm was with my well my now wife i had been with her for probably a couple of years i think uh oh man even then oh my god that young wow yeah i met my wife when i was 18 oh wow been with her for well since then okay tell her sorry i didn't mean that that. i didn't mean that (laughs) oh it's okay that's so awesome you guys she came to the set and uh i remember uh luke perry Looking at my wife, I'm thinking, hey, but <laughs> <back> off. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch out. Okay, okay. My my big question for you is that jacket, the jean jacket with the with the Sherpa mm. lining, was that your choice? I don't remember, but I remember the jacket very well, which is that so- was yeah, that was like I a broke back that, moment jacket. I still, <laughs> I, I still have flashbacks. Every time I see the jacket like that, I'm like, oh. It just I don't know. I wasn't, I know that those jackets were coming in then and they were popular, but it was so big on you. It was like this huge jacket and you were like such this cool, good looking guy. I wanted you to take the I jacket off, the jacket. but I was like, did they put the jacket? Cause Steve so many times went like this to you. They needed to protect you somehow. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, no, I, I, I also, I'm pretty like, you know, as you see, I'm even buttoned up now. I'm, I, I'm very kind of factually shy with my, you know, my. Let's showing off the bod. Which I actually have a pretty good body, so I'm not going to deny that. But, you know. Toot, I, toot. 
<laughs> if I do say so myself. That's a little bit different. You were definitely hot. I mean, what did you, do you remember when you got the show or did you audition or what was the process like for you coming onto the show? Oh yeah, I auditioned. Uh, matter of fact, it was uh, Joanna Ray who casted mm -hmm. uh, cast the show at the time. And she, I'd met her on multiple different projects and she was sort of a casting supporter of mine. And I think she kind of, you know, rallied around a lot of the things I kind of supported me in some projects. And, and um, so, yeah, I auditioned just like normal and mm -hmm. getting the part. Did you like the character of Joe Wardlow? Like in the beginning, we weren't sure if you were going to be a good guy or a bad guy. What was going to happen? Uh, well, yeah, I, it's always fun to play kind of the, the kind of the bad guy in a way. It is sort of fun. I mean, it, I've and I've kind of built a pretty good career out of it, um, playing that character that's sort of edgy and has a chip on his shoulder and angry of some sort. I don't know why, because I think I'm a nice guy and I kind of, but I think it's just sort of the way it looks and I, the way I obviously have a, <laughs> something about me that is intense, I guess. So uh, oh, you're the best, you're a good combo though. You're like that edgy kind of dangerous, maybe jerky guy, but there's something likable about you that you yep. can't deny and it, it ends up coming through. So that's always a, a great character. That might be it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> I was going to ask if they if there was talk when you first auditioned or anything or got the part about the character coming back or be re, or being recurring because it was such a good character mm -hmm. and, then and it was gone. for sure when I saw you I was like oh this great looking guy like goes to school with the them show, he's mm -hmm. ruffling feathers but now he's friends with them like he's going to stay around so I yeah. wish it had happened I mean I was definitely open to it I I mean the show was I think it was like a th what the third season or second or third season and the show was very successful obviously so yeah i was said i was i thought there should fit i mean this the way this the storyline kind of traveled with his character i thought oh yeah he could be in there and for sure in and out at least and yeah so i was kind of hoping it would but you know i mean i i could have seen you with kelly i could have seen joe with kelly actually well, I, uh, as a distraction to make Dylan jealous, I don't know. I just made <laughs> that up, but I would have liked to have watched that. Um, you were born in New Mexico, right? Uh, no, actually I was born in Wyoming, Wyoming. Yeah. I grew up on a ranch in Wyoming and then I moved to New Mexico, which was where my family, uh, was originally from. And, uh, and then you came from New Mexico to Beverly Hills to yes, then came to LA. <laughs> to Beverly Hills. Like Must've looked a lot <laughs> different. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. completely different because I grew up in the country and, uh, you know, up up to moving to L.A., it was I grew up in the country. And so it was uh, definitely different. And um, I'm, it's still I, even living here today. It's still uh, uh, I still try to get back to the country as much as I possibly can, because it's kind of where I feel more at home. You and me both. How old are your kids now? Oh, they're not kids anymore, are they? Uh, they're always our kids. I know. I know. Uh, my youngest is 23, uh, 23 year old daughter. And my oldest, who is my stepdaughter, who uh, is now, which I, I have to say because she's only 12 years younger than me. So it's kind of funny. It's one of those <laughs> oh, weird <wow>. situations. <laughs> um, she's 37. Which is, That's a fun party combo to have. It's funny. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I was 12 years old and I had my daughter. 
she's got kids. So I am actually a grandfather now. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. You're like the youngest, hottest grandfather ever. (laughs) Thank you. Grandpa. Wow. What do they call you? Grandpa? Pappy? No, no, no. Grandpa was not not even an option. It's it's granddad. Granddad. I I had a granddad, so it was granddad. And grandpa sounds really old. Granddad sounds good. I like that. So it's granddad. Do do any of them want to be actors? Uh, The kids, the grandkids, you know? You know, no, I mean, they're the oldest one is seven and they're all, you know, they all have great character ability. You know, my, uh, he's funny and he started playing guitar less. He has taken guitar lessons now. And I mean, no, I mean, I see potential, but you know, at seven years old, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I film industry from a young age. So I know it's uh you kind of have to want it yourself in a way, instead of kind of push it, you know, you sort of have to kind of, yeah. You know, so if he kind of, if they lay themselves out for it, I think maybe they would, but I, I don't know if my daughter would, I, though. I, she's pretty, uh, you know, she might be like, no, nah, I don't, I'm not going to go do all that. And, Did you know when you were younger that you wanted to be an actor? Well, no, I, it's actually kind of funny because my, my, I had an aunt that was a ballet teacher. And so I started taking ballet when I was like six, when we moved from Wyoming to New Mexico, which is kind of funny because I wanted to be a bull rider and uh, a bull rider. Wait, what? You want to be a bull rider? Yeah, Where was, read the headline. Wait, yeah, <laughs> which I was so mad at Luke Perry when he did eight seconds. Cause I was like, I bet I roll. Oh, he, <laughs> he flirted with your wife and then he took your role. <laughs> but he was great in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was a nice guy. So it's hard. To, it was hard to hate him. I was like, yeah. you know, I met him. I was like, Oh man, he's actually nice. Dang it. Um, but, um, he, uh, but I wanted to be a bull rider and all this stuff. So anyway, and so I started taking ballet classes. My mom would take me to uh, town and I'd take classes to my aunt because she needed guys because it was all girls. Mm-hmm. But then when I was six, seven years old, I was like the only boy with like 13 year old girls. So I was like, Hey, this isn't actually a bad deal. <laughs> and I, my mom loved to dance. So I actually became a pretty good dancer. Um, and then we would do prod uh, productions and stuff like that. So it kind of became, I, I kind of was naturally kind of entertaining in that way. I, I knew mm-hmm. being on the stage and kind of knew stage presence and stuff like that. Uh, but no, I had no idea about being an actor. I, I literally, the only reason I became an actor is because they were filming Silverado in New Mexico. Um, and it was a Western and I was 11 and my mom got a, her friend said, Hey, I saw in the newspaper that there's a, uh, they're making a Western and they're casting parts, local parts, and they're looking for specifically an 11 year old boy could ride a horse. And I mean, I, I, that's, well, I was, I'd come home and get on my horse and ride to my friend's house. That's how I got around. So she said, you want to try out for a movie? And I'm like, uh, movie, uh, sh- sure, I guess, whatever. And <laughs> so I went in there, I had my hat, my boots. And I mean, I was like the real deal. And, but that was like normal for me. And, um, I just kept going back and back and audition, you know, and finally I was going back for callbacks and, and, uh, and ended up here. I'm working with Larry Kasdan and Kevin Costner and Scott Glenn and like this amazing cast of a, a epic movie that became yeah. a 
bonfide hit yeah. and had a blast. Wow, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is fun. And um, I had lost my father uh, from cancer about two years prior. So we were in a transition as a family. We were looking to move to Montana, actually, at the time. We had our place for sale. And so my mom said, uh, well, do you want to move to Montana or do you want to try this acting thing and go to California? And because some of the people were saying, hey, you know, you can give it, you know, try it. And I mean, and like even Kevin Costner was like, hey, you know, I, you know, introduced me to his agent and I mean, a lot of support. Now, Kevin Costner wasn't the Kevin Costner as a name that we know today. Obviously, he was kind of young and kind of up and coming, but he was such a cool guy. But uh, but all the a lot of other people were just so supportive and. I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, this is probably a lifetime. I mean, once in a lifetime opportunity, I guess I could try it. And Montana will always be there, I guess. And I'll go make a lot of money and go buy a ranch. <laughs> and then I met a girl in California and that's changed everything. And so when I came out and obviously and stayed out here and worked and got sidetracked on making movies and living the fast life, I guess. And But you have still, that ranch in Montana now, right? You, you still have Montana. Yes. Montana is still there. And I have, fam- I have a fam- we have a family ranch out there. My, uh, my family has a ranch out there. So I go out there and spend time up there and uh, pretty often and just went out there about a month ago. And whereabouts? Well, the ranch they have now, cause they've gone, we've had several different ranches they've gone. Uh, but the ranch they have now is Eastern Montana, which is, I guess the not so glamorous part, but it's a, it's a real working cattle ranch. Cowboy. Not- mm-hmm. It's not a pretty ranch, it's, but it's beautiful to me. It's, it's, all, all, it's all grass, so it's, it's really nice. Oh, it sounds amazing. It sounds beautiful to me. Hey, everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin. And their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important, don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. 
Juvederm Volux XC injectable gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops. Timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90s com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. So you go back and forth, though. I spend as much time as I can there. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and then I have a property in Colorado as well. I bought some piece of property in Colorado and I'm building a place there for me and my family. And I'm a, I'm a carpenter as well too. So I'm a, 
I'm pretty, uh, I can, I like to work with my hands. So I'm going to build a cabin out there. A renaissance man. You do it all. What don't you do? Bull rides. He, 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 he acts. can dance. He can I, dance. I, I write, I write. I'm a, I'm a writer. I've, I have a production company. I've written a couple of scripts I'm working on to develop, which is, as we all know, is a whole mission in itself, yep. getting a project developed. And, you know, it's a, it's a very uphill battle, almost daunting. Mm. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's a very, you have to have a lot of tenacity. <laughs> you do. And it's like, and I'm pretty uh, stubborn and tenacious, but it's just, uh, it's, it's so hard. You know, it's just hard to find those right people to work with, to yep. connect with that really believe in the project with you, believe in you, you believe in them. Uh, you know, you're asking things from them. They're asking things from you. And then it's a trust factor. You know, it's like, Hey, do we believe in you? And, you know, they're putting their name and reputation on the line and likewise. And so there's, it's so difficult when you're trying to negotiate, making a navigate these waters of trying to make a project, you know, it really is difficult um, to connect with those people and to build those relationships. And like you guys are the same boat. People say, well, do you stay in touch with some of these people? I'm like, some of the people I worked with, we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> like, like back in the day, it was like, I don't know. I had like eight phone numbers, you know, that you would have somebody and then they would move and then you would lose contact, you know? So like sometimes, you know, you just lost contact, you know, now with cell phones, you just sort of have had the same number for 10 years, 15 years. And I mean, you guys are the same boat, you know, you've been in this, when you look back and you're like, wow, I've been in this industry for 30 years. That's a long time. <laughs> Things have you changed know? a lot. Yeah. Right. You know, people, that seems like, you know, for, it seems like it was a blink in the eye for me sometimes, but you know, for other people, it's like, you know, you, when new people come along and they, that all they've known is what the last 10 years of it is yeah. it's a totally different industry, you know, it really has changed so much. Yeah. We're grateful there wasn't social media back then because it's tough enough now seeing how people bully people on social media, but like, can't imagine having to go through that as teenagers, like. Especially as young. Yeah, exactly. When you're young and you're making, you know, you make mistakes or you're going out with your friends and you're doing things and I can't, yeah, it's gotta be tough for people. You know, it's just the, you're living a glass house. Um, and it's, it's difficult when you're young, it really is. And when you're older, it's difficult. How was that for you with your kids? Like you raised them in LA, but you have these sort of country <clears throat> roots and morals and values. Was that challenging for you or? Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it, well, I mean, it's, I mean, it, in a way, I mean, it's, I mean, I've always taught my children to be kind of who they are and to have, you know, I mean, obviously believe in themselves and to have their own voice and to think for themselves and to, you know, and to, um, you know, judge people on their character, um, you know, not, not uh, in any other standards and to be accepting of people. Um, until they prove otherwise, um, you know, a lot, a lot of those things. And, um, and I'm, and I, like, I, I do wear these hats of being very creative and, but yet very realistic and like um, the, the, what the, the true nature of our lives are. And it's, you know, basically uh, I think growing up on a ranch taught me that, you know, uh, it was important to learn to hard work was important and having a value uh, that contributed to, society and not just being an entertainer. And I think that was hard for me as an actor, because there was a part of me that felt like I wasn't really 
contributing other than just entertaining and mm-hmm. it was definitely it, it was definitely very difficult for me it was it, I, I definitely uh f- that's why I lean towards you know carpentry and keep working you know working on ranches and, and doing what I can to do that because and a big advocate for agriculture and stuff like that, because that's, those are, those are real things that people need, you know, people need homes and people need to live and eat. And you feel like you're actually doing, and I feel great pride doing that. Um, And as an actor, it's, it's hard because you, you're not even, it's not even your voice. Sometimes you're, you're really just saying the words of other people and, and, um, and, you know, it's, so I've always had this like yin and yang love affair of with acting and mm-hmm. industry. And I, I, that's why I, I started writing because it was, it was a way for me to actually have my voice and have, yeah. well, what, what's, what's, what is it of value to me? What can I build? What can I bring to the table? That's more than just being an entertainer um, that I can actually, because the films that I always believed in more than anything, or that I just had great memories of, I, or something that I actually walked away from with a, with a, an emotional feeling. It wasn't just a, Hey, this was fun. An out two hour movie that I forgot about. It was mm-hmm. just something that actually kind of moved me really that kind of made me see the world a little bit different. Um, and so that was kind of what I wanted to try to achieve as, as a writer and to kind of helm myself into that direction. That's so relatable and so respectable because I can, you know, I know Tori and I can both relate with that. Like just that feeling of like, am I doing enough? Am I, what, this Mm -hmm. is where I I am. And and these are the cards that I've been dealt. What can I do with these cards and how can I make something more out of it? I think we're always searching for that, like meaning and, and, and sort of that meat of the story, you know? For sure. I mean, that's why often the two of us create our own projects because, it is. It's so much more fulfilling than when you're just cast into something and you have no control um, of any any of it. But, I mean, we all need entertainers as well because they give us that little break from reality to mm-hmm. be able to smile and laugh and, and show emotions that aren't related to our own lives. So, Right, and I, I agree, and that's 100% value. There is value to it, and I, I, there is, I'm not, and I'm not belittling that part of it. I just know right. for me it was something that, for me, I needed something else. I know people who are, um, who this is their calling so much as an actor that I can't even imagine them doing anything else. Um, and they can't, that it is in their being. And, um, as a, uh, as just an actor, as, and I say just an actor, I mean, but as an actor being that they love that part of it, that they like the word of getting up there and being, um, speaking other people's words and, and taking people on journeys through their performance. And I have nothing, that's great for, and, and, and great people. And, and it is true. We do need that. Um, but it's just a personal um, thing for you. Again, I, it was just I for get my it. own sake. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it also comes from me you and know, my yeah. just the roots of where I come from. For me, it was, you know, my, my dad, like I said, my dad was a rancher, a cowboy and, you know, and, it was sort of, this is sort of becoming homage to him in my life that, you know, the legacy that I can leave for him is something that he would be proud of would be me being somebody who actually has, you know, working hands and who isn't on a, on a, 
a trip to become the hustler or the, the, the big guy who can make a lot of money. And, you know, it was, it was somebody who's humble and doesn't mind being in the background, but being the supportive person of the actual things that can actually be built. So that was sort of important for me. And oh, I love that. So, but I, uh, awesome. I do. I, I think it's great that you guys have this platform because you guys, I, I mean, and have this ability to, you know, you've created a way for your voices to be heard and, and you guys continue to move forward in what you're doing. And, and, uh, you know, this is what we need, especially, um, you know, uh, more women gaining power and strength. I remember Tori meeting your mother on the set. Really? Uh, Yes. She came to the set. I was so nervous. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like she never came to set. I, she, I know. She wasn't come to see you. She had, no, no. She, had, and she, she sat across from me and I was, and I wasn't, I, I don't think, I think it was coincidence. I don't think it was just, and, and it was, and then I, I thought she must've come to the set all the time. And someone said, oh no, she hardly ever shows up. So it was really neat. It was kind of neat to meet her and to see her and uh, just like a, kind of a, just a neat little thing. And by the way, your husband is one of, in one of my favorite movies, the, uh, uh, Open Range. Really? Just, oh my gosh. Just to just give him a little bit. Hey, I like, will tell him that he'll be so thrilled that you said that. I'm sure he hears that often, but that is a great movie. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey there, all you lovely listeners. Let's dive into this latest release that is going to suck the life out of you in the best way possible. So listen up, because the Womanizer Next 3D Pleasure Air Stimulator, available from Pink Cherry, takes pleasure to a whole new dimension, literally. Imagine taking the speed and intensity of the original groundbreaking Pleasure Air technology combined with new Climax Control, so you can control even the depth of the airwaves. The 3D Pleasure Air technology offers a deeper, richer sensation that might just transport you to 
another universe of pleasure. The Womanizer Next 3D, available from Pink Cherry, is the only toy that allows you to take complete control of your orgasm journey with fully customizable speeds, intensities, and depths. Made from soft-touch silicone, a fully waterproof body, and smart silence technology, you can enjoy pleasure anywhere, anytime. So what are you waiting for? Ditch the doll and enjoy unparalleled pleasure from the Womanizer Next 3D, available from Pink Cherry. Visit PinkCherry.com and save an extra 20% off with code NEXT. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. What's up next? What's com- what you're yeah. you're writing? Do you ever get on a bull? And- oh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I'm like any bull. How's the bull riding happening? Oh no, that's uh, that's a lot. That's Have you really never been on a bull since you were a teenager? Now? No, I said actually what I did. I started riding Bronx. I I, I realized as I got a little older, I <laughs> bulls are they come back after you. Yeah. So actually, it was after even nine hundred two one zero. I actually was. Uh, I started riding Bronx. And, oh, and I started riding and it was fun. I did it for a couple of years um, and got beat up and, you know. How's the body feeling these days? Oh, uh, well, it's, it's coming back to me. And uh, yeah, I definitely feel it. You know, there's, I've beat up my body in multiple ways. I'm a downhill skier. Um, I grew up skiing a lot. And so between that and horses throwing you off and yeah, it's just construction and contracting and stuff like that you get beat up and stuff like that so yeah i'm i'm uh but i'm still doing pretty good i uh i joined a uh flag football league i just had my first game yesterday last night on the beach with some friends and i got to the to the beach and i was hoping there's gonna be some older people there so i wouldn't look so old and were there all young and i was like and this referee who was probably 60 he actually said that he says man i thought i was old Oh, that's very rude. And, uh, and then I thought, well, you're playing. He goes, no, I'm a ref, <laughs> but I did really good. I actually, I actually kudos did. to you though, man, for getting out there. So I stay active, but, um, but in terms of like production projects, I'm actually, yeah, I have um, a couple projects. I'm really actively pushing. I've got producing a, uh, a film with a, a partner of mine who wrote the project and it's, um, a kind of a, uh, supernatural thriller about a young woman who's dealing with her sexuality in the late nineties, uh, mid early nineties. Uh, um, and, um, it's a pretty neat project. It's kind of in the vein of what lies beneath and, uh, Ooh, ghosts my favorite genre. You're exciting me right now. Oh, it's very cool. It's very neat. Awesome. Uh, excited about that. And then we're actually developing a project in, uh, that takes place in Wyoming about a <clears throat> federal prosecutor who's, um, deals with a uh, human trafficking case uh, that takes a turn into her personal life and, and that we're actually kind of pitching to as a series. So cool. and then I've got some other projects that I'm kind of like my passion projects that are sort of like sitting around kind of floating and uh, we'll see how those things take off too. But Wow. Awesome. You have a lot going on. You've always had a lot going on. It sounds yeah. like you've had a busy, great, adventurous life. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we interviewed you because I feel like so many people, 
you know, we all know actors from the movies. We love them in TV shows, but you don't always get to hear this side of it, of all their passions and what their life's been like. So this has been a real treat to hear about you. Like it's completely unexpected. Mm -hmm. I appreciate this. Yeah. And my first crush didn't let me down. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've always been sort of shy of media, even when I was, I remember when Honey, I Shrunk the Kids first premiered, um, we were living here, we were here in California and then, um, we went to the premiere in Disney world and I, we screened it and it was a pretty big deal. (laughs) Disney really went all out on the screening of that film and, and, uh, it was a special effects movie. So, you you know, when you do Mm -hmm. a special effects, you don't really know what it's going to be until it's out. And, um, I was a very, I thought I myself as a very serious actor, you know, so I, you know, I wanted to do like serious drama and here I'm doing honey, I shrunk the kid. (laughs) So it was a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah, but you brought that element to that well, that's movie. That's I was. It was just yeah. like moody little brat guy. I don't know, not brat, but moody kind of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I watched the screening of it, and I was remember sitting towards the front of the, you know, front of the crowd and big theater. And the end of the movie, you know, ended and the credits started rolling. I instantaneously got this like, in this, my stomach kind of hurt. I knew that this could like, it was almost overwhelming that this was going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. It scared me to death. Um, I wasn't prepared for it. Um, I'm not a big, I don't like a lot of attention on me. I was afraid to even turn around. I knew as soon as I turned around, everybody in the audience was there and I was going to have to walk this, like walk through the crowd <laughs> and walking to people. And it was just overwhelming. And, um, yeah, so it actually became a huge success, and I ended up moving from California to back to New Mexico for a couple of years after that, and then just moved back and forth because uh, work, you know, I come out for you know for work and stuff like that because I didn't want the attention, um, and my agents, mm-hmm. my managers were just beside themselves because I wouldn't do any interviews, and I, I was so afraid of being pigeonholed as this one actor of this one you know and and i it's just it was it's sort of this weird dynamic that i had that, that i'm was so afraid of being recognized and being being only that famous. in my life <laughs> famous it was i was a i was afraid of being famous i was mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. still it's still a love-hate relationship you know you want it but you're like until you really actually have it you don't really know what it's like i mean people will say you know well, it's gotta be great i'm like yeah it's kind of you know it's 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 weird, you know, walking to a grocery store and having people walk up to you who you don't know and they love you. And it's like, it's so supportive and you, 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 you understand, but it's the same side. It's kind of a little bit like, it's just hard because all of a sudden you're putting attention on, you know, everything's about you and you're like, I, I don't, and it's not just about me, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it does become kind of overwhelming. And you seem get- like a really real, like a real guy. And I think that those moments make you feel like, too much focused on the superficial and the things that don't really matter in life because they don't really know you and they don't really love you. Like they love what they see on the TV or the screen or whatever. So it's like a weird sort of battle inside. Right. right exactly. And I, and I'm, and I find myself always trying to change the conversation to them. I find myself, <laughs> oh, what do you do? <laughs> what's your name or what's, well, oh yeah. And I'm trying to find something about them. That's kind of, you know, that's same. Yeah. You know, 
But anyway. Well, we've loved chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit better. And I, I know, know our listeners Thank do you too. For- Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I worked with, uh, you know, Shannon prior, I worked with her in our house as well for like, really, yeah, I worked with her and like, for, I was a re- recurring role in that with Chad Allen. And, uh, I was one of his buddies and early on, you know, oh. I was a little kid, I guess. So, you know, I was 12, 13 years old and Shannon was the older sister. And so it was kind of neat to, you know, back and work with her on that show. And, Obviously, I, I seen Steven a lot uh, after that, after I worked with him and stuff like that. So it was just a. You never know. Wow, the paths are going to cross. <laughs> I know. And I, when I heard I was going to do the right? interview, I was like, gosh, like I did fate. it with Jenny or Tori. I don't know what to talk about. Just talk. Just <laughs> well, it's you guys fun. made it so easy. I was, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to talk about in this whole thing. And everybody's like, what are you going to say? I'm like, I don't know. I'm- we never know either. <laughs> Well, kudos to you because it's I just know go, yeah. we go wherever we feel like it. Well, we right. hope that I hope I know I hope our paths cross again at some point and we actually do get to work together on some level, even if it's riding a bronc or I love don't know, I would love anything. That. I would definitely have both in mind when I, you know, as I develop these projects. I, I, you know, <laughs> always looking for talent, always looking for talent. Yeah, <laughs> us too. So great to talk to you. All right, ladies, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, you so can. much. Best Thanks for being with us. Families and your health and all that and your adventures in this, through this life, you know? You too, granddad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Love it. Take care. Okay, Take bye. Care. Bye. bye. Hey there, all you lovely listeners. Let's dive into this latest release that is going to suck the life out of you in the best way possible. So listen up, because the Womanizer Next 3D Pleasure Air Stimulator, available from Pink Cherry, takes pleasure to a whole new dimension, literally. Imagine taking the speed and intensity of the original groundbreaking Pleasure Air technology combined with new Climax Control, so you can control even the depth of the airwaves. The 3D Pleasure Air technology offers a deeper, richer sensation that might just transport you to another universe of pleasure. The Womanizer Next 3D, available from Pink Cherry, is the only toy that allows you to take complete control of your orgasm journey with fully customizable speeds, intensities, and depths. Made from soft-touch silicone, a fully waterproof body, and smart silence technology, you can enjoy pleasure anywhere, anytime. So what are you waiting for? Ditch the dull and enjoy unparalleled pleasure from the Womanizer Next 3D, available from Pink Cherry. Visit PinkCherry.com and save an extra 20% off with code NEXT. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.